0: fellows men welcome back to another episode of the no script podcast it's your host b-rack alongside with my boy dan dutton
1: What up?
0: what's going on bro so dude i'm right now i can't even like sit down like i'm <laughs> literally like not pacing back and forth. but i'm literally standing because we're gonna get into a little bit more of a serious topic i posted yesterday that we we're gonna get into a mental health awareness slash depression everything that kind of like encompasses like that that whole genre so bro i kind of gave you like a hint a couple days ago about like some news that i got that kind of like set off my anxiety for the first time in like six seven years and dude i just it was one of those moments it's just like when I say it, you're gonna be, like, oh, it's not it's not a big deal. Like, but it just it brought up like a whole bunch of shit that I literally have not felt in such a long time since like my parents separated. So the the news that I got a couple of days ago, you know, I come home from work and what was it? It was Thursday. So I had bowling too, Thursday night. So I get home from work and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, Okay, I gotta eat. I'm gonna hit the gym and whatnot and uh, my grandma's like, you know, we gotta we gotta talk. And I'm like, Okay. Like, you know, my grandma's, she can be a little over the top with almost any <laughs> subject. So I'm just like, okay, it's probably not a big deal. I'm like, what do you got? She's like, me and your grandfather are thinking about moving. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then they're like, we're probably going to look to sell the house by next year. And which is one, it's a shocker to me because like the last two or three years, and you already know like how badly I've been wanting to move. I don't want to live in Indiana for the rest of my life or whatever and stuff like that. My grandma's thing, no matter what reason I gave for why I wanted to move, my was always like, well, it's it's bad weather wherever you go or mm-hmm. it still rains there. it still snow, whatever. It, it didn't matter. So, you know, I get that. So to hear her say, like, oh, we're going to be moving and not only out of this house, but out of Indiana. And Ooh. I was like, where are you guys going to go? And they're like, well, we're thinking about going to Kentucky. And my uncle lives down there, like her youngest son. And they're, they're probably the most, uh, they probably keep the most in touch out of like all of the kids, you know, between my dad, my aunt, my uncle, they're, they're probably the closest they talk the most. And, um, so I'm like, okay, cool. And then my grandma's like, you know, how do you feel or what do you think? I was like, well, you know, I mean, it kind of just, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, this is, you already knew that I had plans on moving and, and whatever, but, it always it, it like it always wanted to be on my terms you know mm-hmm. and you know not that i feel like i'm getting pushed out i mean she gave she's given like almost a year heads up mm-hmm. you know there my grandma's been retired for a couple years my grandpa is getting close to that time where he's going to want to retire and this house is a little big for them and they want to downsize they don't want to have to worry as much but uh, yeah for them to want to move to kentucky just Uh, yeah, it kind of just, it definitely threw me off. And the reason why it made me felt, it made me felt so anxious because when, when I was still living with my parents and obviously my brother too, I remember I was working at outpatient with St. Mary's and my dad had just left. Like my parents were like already separated and my dad was just leaving was just leaving to go to Texas. He had to take another job opportunity. My parents weren't really together anymore. So, you know, my dad had, you know, he did his own thing. So that's cool. And I remember going to work and I don't know if it was that same day or if it was like a couple weeks after my dad had a whole bunch of projects that were like unfinished in the house, whether it'd be like trimming in the house, um, stuff to do in the backyard, whatever. And, I remember my mom texting me she's like hey what do you think about me and your me you and your brother getting an apartment and I'm like what I was like why why would we get an apartment I was like we got we got the house and I told her I just like no I don't I don't want to get an apartment and then she and then so she wasn't really like making too much sense when she was texting me so I don't know why but something sparked me like call my grandma and I'm like hey listen like Uh, mom wants me to to get into an apartment you know and and i don't i don't want to like dad all these dad had all these unfinished projects that i wanted to finish so if he ever did come back or whatever and stuff like that it'd be be done and my grandma's like brian listen there's you guys aren't gonna have a house and i was like what and She's like, yeah, your your dad never told you guys, but he, he's he been trying for several months ever since he was changing jobs, but he couldn't keep up with the payments no more. And, and you guys lost, lost the house. And I was like, I didn't even know what to say. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I, I hung up and I was on lunch break at work. And like, I I'm pretty sure I walked out the building and I was just like, I just cried because I was just like... I didn't even know, I felt like everything was just crumbling because when my my dad left for Texas, like that was one of the few moments that I cried in front of like grown adults. I cried once at work because I was, my parents were making talks about separating and that was just kind of hard to deal with. Even at like an older age, you think like, oh, the older you get, the easier it is. But I think my parents, actually my whole family, they did a really good job at, keeping us together and making it seem like everything was good. I mean, probably not like making it seem like everything was, everything was good. That's how I saw it. And every holiday, it was like, you know, all, all the family members were there. My, my aunts, my uncles, they had their kids, my cousins, like it was just a great family time. And then what made it even better is like, you know, I had all my boys. So like, I felt like it was just like one big family and like in your head, from where I was at, it was like, this was normal. Like I never heard of like uh, parents getting divorced or whatever. Like when I heard that when I was in elementary school or whatever, I thought that was like, I was like, Oh, that's weird. Like, you know, I couldn't imagine like something like that or whatever. And then I just remember like when me and my brother were teenagers and probably even preteens and every couple of years or so, my mom, for some reason would always ask, you know, how would you feel if you know, mommy and daddy weren't together no more? you know, I'm like a teenager. I'm like, I couldn't fathom that or even like process that. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, we don't want you guys to be separated. Like, yeah, we want you guys to be together. Like we'd be sad, you know? And when that day finally came where, you know, you saw like, not the dirty laundry, I guess the flaws between both of my, my mom and dad. Okay. I would say they're both at fault. And, you know, when they finally separated and my, and my dad left, I just couldn't believe, I felt like everything was, it felt broken. And because my ultimate goal was one, I wanted to move it on my own terms. I wanted to, you know, be in a career that I was, you know, invested in, that I, that I loved. And when I left and came back for holidays, my envision was like, to bring my kids and be like, Hey, let's go to grandma and grandpa's house, which would, would have been back in Portage and old neighborhood. But like, you know, this is where, this is where daddy grew up. This is where he used to play ball. This is where me and all the boys used to hang. And yeah. now it's like, I think about that. I'm like, dude, that's, that's not there anymore. You know, it, I don't, it doesn't matter that my aunt still lives here. You know, they, they have their own life. And I didn't exactly like hang out with them a lot, you know, on the regular. You know, my my family outside of my family were were all my friends were my boys, so
1: yeah, we were my, always
0: over at your house, especially <clears> in the
1: summer. Just that was the go to spot
0: in the summertime. Yeah, we were either hooping at my house or or you know, you stay the night, we're playing Call of Duty, and you know, it's and, and to not have like the roots per se, it just it it does it really hurts and. Now that my grandparents are fixing to move, which is great. Like I'm, I'm happy for them. There's, I mean, there's nothing that I would want to say or do to make them stay. There's no reason to, um, it just feels like another root being pulled out from the ground. And it's just, when I told you on Thursday that I felt some type of way, I didn't give you all the details, but like, I can't, I can't speak on like how everybody else kind of perceives or receives their information when they get, anxious or depressed or whatever and stuff like that i've never had like a panic attack per se Mm -hmm. but from the time i got the information on thursday and i went to the gym everything was cool like it was a normal workout for me but i went to bowling and like i just couldn't i I could not shake the emotions i couldn't stop thinking about it i couldn't stop feeling sad and i'm just like i like i don't want to be here but i have to be here because i mean this is just what i do i love bowling. So I'm not just going to up and leave. I've never done that under any circumstance. Like I just felt off. And so, you know, my teammates were asking me, hey, are you, are you good? And I told one of my teammates' wives, I was like, no, I'm, I'm not good. Like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not happy right now. I'm, I'm super anxious. I, my mind's going all over the place. And, uh, you know, they did really good to try, and, <clears throat> to try and like talk me down and stuff like that to get me locked back in. Um, but it's like, and you've probably gone through the same thing. You go through this back and forth battle as a man where you're like, am I supposed to feel this way? Like, am I like, should I just do like the man, the fuck up mentality, which as I got older, I realized that it doesn't have to be that way all the time. And Uh I actually had to tell my dad that like, I don't, I don't do that no more. I don't gain anything out of just manning up and suppressing or like putting, those bad things in the back of my mind because they end up resurfacing eventually.
1: Yeah. They're going to come out somehow. And that's that old generation of like, you know, you don't talk about your feelings, you stuff them down. Like, Mm -hmm. and you know, obviously, you know, I'm about to have a son. I'm not going to be that with him. I'm going to let him know like, Hey man, there's a time when it's like, all right, tough enough. There's going to be a time when it's like, no, man, if you feel in a certain way, you got to let it out. It's going to come out somehow eventually. And yeah, I, you either let it come out a healthy way or it eats you up.
0: Yeah, it it I totally agree. It's just you know those those feelings that I had like, and to go back to when uh you know we we had lost the house and my parents were separated and stuff like that. I just could not. I I couldn't like not be mad at somebody. It's like I was upset at my mom. I was upset at my dad. Like, you know, I was upset that like you know why why couldn't he. Why couldn't he tell us? Why couldn't he tell us that he needed help or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I look in the mirror at myself. There's a lot of times where like, when things go to shit or things are like a little tough, I- I'm the same way. I- I've, I've just thought about it. Like within the last couple of weeks, I'm like, I'm the same way as my fucking dad. Like I, I approach certain, si- sh- uh, certain situations and I'm like, no, I'm good. I, I got, it. I'll figure it out. And I think that's just how my dad was. And unfortunately it just, it was on a grander scale and it just didn't turn out well. And then with my mom, I, you know, there were just so many, and maybe I wasn't giving her a fair shake. There were just so many things running through my mind. Like, you know wh- you know, why did my mom feel this way? Like, was she just not happy? Was it because she had me at 19? Like, you know, what was it, you know? And so you start putting the burden on yourself. Like, like, you know, was I the problem? And my brother, he's not one to really like, uh, voices, emotions or opinions and stuff like that. So I would just tell him and he would just listen. And I kind of was hoping he would have something to say, but he, he never did, which is fine. It's just, that's his personality. He just doesn't really open up like that unless he really feels like it's the time. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's just, you know, even now, you know, thinking about it, it, it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I, extremely sad but yeah, yeah, yeah. like i was telling you the other day like i can't feel sad all the time you know when i I still gotta wake up and go to work you know i, I still love going to the gym so there'll be times where like i feel <clears throat> like i feel happy and like, you'll see it on my face and stuff like that but that doesn't mean that like shit did just didn't happen like that made me sad you know so
1: yeah going back to like what you were saying about like you know, parents and, you know, they don't like, it seems like they do a great job of, like, shielding their kids from, like, anything wrong that's going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were saying that she was asking here and there. It's so like you don't take it as anything. thing. like, no, nah, whatever. Like, no, I don't want that to happen. And then you just kind of move on. Don't think about it. And then when it does happen, it's like, well, damn, I thought, like, we've been good. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think parents do a great job. They, of, like, yeah, they do. Shielding their kid. And then when it happens, then it's like, what? what do you mean? It wasn't good. Like then you got, then you're kind of like blindsided a
0: little bit. Yeah. Because then when I got that, I'm just like, you don't even know what to believe. It's hard for you to trust anything that's actually going on, whether it's like a, uh, something that's being said or an action that's done. Like, it's just really legit, you know, cause for the longest time I thought my parents were good. And then all of a sudden it kind of just crumbled right in front of me. And I remember at when i knew that it was done they were separated there was just no going back right i was working at discount tire still and shout out to my dude julio that still works at at discount tire he was somebody that i could open up to at the time when i was working at discount tire in highland but i remember uh, I, i don't even know how like it came about but i was working and julio is really good at just reading people's faces and just like he's got like a sixth sense about that type of shit. And he's just like, bro, you know, are, are you good? You don't, you don't look happy. And I wasn't even there that long. So it's not like he could, could get a gauge on like who I was, what I was about, my character, whatever. And I didn't even say no. I broke down and cried. I was like, bro, I'm just, my parents are separated and stuff like that. I couldn't even get the words out. I was just like sobbing uncontrollably. And so he like, he took me, you know, up to the office. He's like, come on, man. Like, you know, we'll talk about this and stuff. I was like, listen, man, like I'm trying really hard. Like, um, I'm working this job'm I'm, I'm going through school, but my, but my parents like separated and I never thought they would like and and I'm trying not to be sad about it because I'm like 20 years old. why are you crying about your parents being separated? there's kids that that see their parents get separated or die like at a young age like why are you feeling like this? and just constant tug of war with those feelings dude and just it was just not a great feeling. and it took the longest time from like 20 years old all the way up until like, 2425 to understand like it's okay to feel sad but it's not okay to continue to be there like you can't stay in that sad place so you know when i do think about these things like i try not to fight it like there'll be times i'll shed tears or i'll i'll cry and i'll i'll let that stuff out because literally a few minutes later i'll feel like this type of weight off my shoulders that I wouldn't have felt if I just kind of suppressed the whole thing and said, uh, just hold the tears in, man. Just fucking man up. So,
1: yeah, Dude, it's crazy how, like, even just talking to somebody or letting out some tears or, yeah, just opening up, like, hey, telling somebody this is what's going on with me right now. How much do you feel just lighter just by saying it out loud to somebody instead of just, like, holding it in and trying to, like – when I found that out, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I feel – instantly better you know now that i've like spoken to somebody about it Mm -hmm. like i talk to jessica if i start feeling a certain way and most of the time for me it's like silly stuff but you know like you said in your instagram you went live before today that you know everybody has their own struggle so even like you said like some people look like you were just saying like well some people you know some kids are young when this happens or their parents pass away and it's like yeah, that, maybe that that is worse if somebody's parents pass away, but that doesn't mean this ain't a struggle still, you mm-hmm. know, because I mean, nobody, if you grow up, it's like not expecting your parents to separate. And like, I don't, you know, I personally didn't have to deal with that, but I mean, I've seen it mm-hmm. and you see it and it's just, I mean, nobody expects it, but I mean, it happens. Yeah, it's, it's still tough no matter what the age
0: is. Yeah, for real. And it was just, like I said, I I put an age on like how everything was like supposed to feel like, oh, you're a little bit older, you should understand, you know, but because certain things were embedded in my head at a young age, like togetherness, everything is good. And then at a blink of an eye, no, it's not good. The house is gone. Your dad left to go to Texas. And I was super close with both of them. Like one thing I can like, totally praise my mom for. And there's a whole bunch of things I could praise my mom for, but was, you know, anybody that knows me closely, I didn't have no girlfriends, you know, throughout school. One, I wasn't the best looking guy. And two, I never really put myself in positions to like meet women like that because my mom instilled and, and this fear, me and my brother, like, I better not see you with no girls right now. You, you like buckle down, you go to school, you can play your sports and hang out with your friends, but I don't need a female derailing you from what you need to do. And like... That clearly that stuck throughout the entire like education, like educational years, because that's all I did. I I buckled down. I did my school shit, came home, hung out with the boys, you guys did my sports, played video games. And that was it. So, you know, but even though they're not together, like, I, you know, I still talk to them every day or as much as I can. I shouldn't say every day. That's a lie take that part out. but stop every other cat. day yes yeah, <laughs> I talk to my mom at least once a week uh my dad I try to call him at least once a week because I know he's busy with work and stuff like that so you know it, it took a long time to kind of just I guess understand a little bit better and even trying to get my dad to understand that you no know, even if it's not um you know, something relatable to them, you know, whether it be work or uh, playing sports. Like, you know, I was big on flag football. I was bowling. I was playing basketball, all this other stuff. You know, I told him that, listen, I don't, I'm getting to the point right now where I do certain things that I, I used, I used to love doing and mentally I'm just, I'm not there. And no matter how many times like somebody, that I play that sport with comes up and like, come on, man, come out. Like you're good. Like, you know, we need you or whatever and stuff like that. Like it took me a while to get to the point where I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. Like it's not that I'm, I'm being lazy or because I don't like you guys or whatever the, you think it may be. It's because I just, I don't have it in my heart and I don't have it in my mind to do those things that I wanted to do. So I, I told my dad that, I know the mentality before was like you did things because you were supposed to or because you had to. But now in this day and age, there's a lot of things that you don't have to do if you don't want to do. And like, you know, if if I want to take a day off from the gym because my mental is just not right, or I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to put my body through that stress, whether it be physical or mental, you know, uh, even with work. Thankfully, I have the luxury to schedule patience you know, a certain time of the day, wherever I see fit, whether I want to schedule them later in the day, cause I want to sleep in or I want to start early. Cause I want to be done as fast as possible. Like I don't have to overload myself with work because I have to, you know, right, right, right. because in my head, like what, what am I doing? Eventually I'm going to die. I don't want to go through this whole cycle of just working the whole time, work, gym, like go to sleep, work, gym, go to sleep, whatever the case may be. Um, so my dad's like, well, it's like he couldn't even understand that. And, I, and right, even right now, I don't know if he still can. But
1: Sure, I mean, like you just said, eventually we're all going to die. But it's about, you know, at the point we're at now till then, like, you won't, happiness is the biggest thing. Like, it's not money. It, you know, it's your, your health and, and happiness, really. So, I mean, if something's not making you happy, then it's like, why do it? You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. And exactly. it's like,
1: yeah, it's like, forget that, bro. I don't have time for that. If I don't want to go somewhere, or I don't want to do something, and I want to do something else because, you know, if that's what's going to make me happy today, then, mm-hmm. you know, if it upsets somebody, I'm sorry, but,
0: Yeah, know. and it's crazy how many times when you were younger it was like you would say, like, nah, man, I don't want to do it. And then, like, it was easy for your friends to persuade, like, oh, come on, man, it'll be a good time, but <laughs> we'll only go out for a little bit. And you're like, okay, okay, I'll do it. And sometimes the reason would be because I don't want these guys to be pissed at me.
1: But well, now <laughs> –
0: Yeah. Like it was so common. You just did it without even thinking about it half the time. But now it's like, now that we've gotten older, I'm thankful for the friends that I have because one, most of you guys have significant others. You're married, you got kids, you know, we, I feel like all of us are cut from the same cloth. Okay. We all have basically the same circle of friends. We all have a mutual understanding that we're not, we don't really have the opportunities To do the things that we used to, you know, and if certain things get set, like there's been plenty of times where me and the guys try to set something up and like one or two guys, they can't make it because either you're going to work nights, they got to do some stuff with the in-laws, they got to hang out with the kid, whatever the case may be. But never has there once been a time where it was like one of us said, well, that's fucked up, man. I mean, you can't just like cancel or whatever. You can't hang out with us. Like it, it hasn't been that way in a long time. And I can't recall a time where it actually has happened. Right. So.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's what I always liked about like the friends that I keep is like, we could not hang out for a long ass time. Maybe not even talk for a while. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as it's like, Hey, I'm in town. Like, you want to hang out? You want to grab something to eat? You want to chill? And we do it. It's like, nobody, it, there's no like, man, so why you hit me up? Where you been? It's just, we just pick up and go like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing changed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we never get it, on
1: each other about, you know, life getting in the way and stuff.
0: Sure. I mean, one big thing for me was I never used to take naps when I got off work or, like, got home from the gym if it was, like, earlier in the day and stuff like that. And there's some times where I just, I, I just want to be alone. You know, I just want to kick it. Like, there's no time clock. I don't have to be in a rush to go nowhere. Like, none of that stuff. So that was probably one of the other reasons other than, like, some, like, aches and pains where i didn't want to like play flag football on saturdays or bowl an extra night on wednesdays i'm like listen i just i don't want to do it you know i there's some nights i just want to get off work go to the gym and just know that when i get done with the gym there's my mentals is telling me hey you ain't got nothing else to do you can just chill and relax the the night is yours you know um
1: yeah, because you'd be packing a lot into a week. At the, the time when you were playing flag football and bowling, I was like, man, this dude's doing all types of stuff.
0: hmm And then I don't know if I just got burnt out mentally like doing it <laughs> because there'd be some times where games would be late, and I would be done with everything. I'd be done with work, the gym. I ate, and I'm sitting at home, and it'd be 5 o'clock in the evening, and our game don't start until 9. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I don't even want to get up and get ready. But, you know, I, I can't let the team down. You know, I, I got to get up and go. So to no longer feel that way, I just don't even put myself in that position. I told the guys, like, hey, you know, I'm glad I was able to participate in the times they were able to play and make some great memories and championship runs. But I'm done now. There's no there's no kickback for me. The only thing I'm going to get out of this if I continue to play is I'm going to get hurt and then I'm going to be <laughs> out of work. And then my mental is <laughs> really going to be fucked up. So. Yeah. And for now me. Let go me
1: uh, no go ahead go ahead because I was about to switch subjects. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, so let me ask you. I know you know we haven't talked much about it uh, too much, but like I know it was hard. Like when your parents were splitting up and you guys were mm-hmm. losing the house and everything. How long did it take before you like realize? All right, well, if it if this is what's making them happy, as long as they're happy, like you know, I, I'll be I'll be all right with it.
0: Um. So. I don't know if it was like maybe right after or right before, but there was a point in time where my mom was talking about so much that I was just like, just do whatever you guys make, whatever makes you happy. Cause at that point in time, I, w- I think I was in the middle of uh, colleges and majors. So I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had my own like stressors I was worried about and discount tire was a very physically demanding job. So even though I worked with my closest boys and you know, I the job paid well for what it entitled, but it was hard work, you know, especially working in the wintertime and working on these cars. It was always busy. So physically and mentally, I don't even know how I was able to muster up the strength to still go to the gym, even after all those nights. Um, so when my parents and my mom was the main one that ever talked about it, I never wanted to address it to my dad. For some reason, I just felt like I, I don't know why he, he my dad's so nonchalant about a lot of things where <laughs> I felt like I wouldn't have gotten a straight answer out of them. Mm-hmm. So after a while, like my, I just told my mom, like whatever makes you guys happy, I have to do my own thing. I, I need to focus on school. And even now, like my mom's been with somebody for I think like four or five years. And I think my dad about the same time too. May, um you know, more or less. And when I see them, it's a respectful, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And stuff like that. But, and I don't know if it, <clears throat> I don't know if it makes me like an asshole or whatever and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't really care about what they choose to do as far as like that aspect of life goes. You know, my mom initially, when they first started dating, they'd be like, well, what do you think of so-and-so? I'm like, mom, this doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm like 24, 25 years old. This isn't like if I was 10 years old and I was still living with you and you guys separated and you're like you were bringing someone over and you're like, Hey, this is someone you're going to have to get used to. It's not like that. I don't live with you. You know, as long as he treats you right and doesn't put his hands on you, then we don't have any issue. So, and the same went with, with my dad, you know, I was like, are you happy with, with where you're at? Is this person good to you? That's all I need to know. Cause then all you need to know is that I'm taking care of my business as far as at the time school. And, and now at this point in time work, I'm, I'm getting everything done that I need to get done and life is always changing Mm -hmm. and anything new that comes up, you guys will be the first one to know. So like, it didn't, it did not really take long for me to kind of say like, Hey, do your own thing. If you're happy, I'm happy. And that's the end of it.
1: Yeah. Your mom's probably, I think maybe why she kind of was like, what do you think about him? She she probably, obviously she wants you to, to like him, but maybe she just kind of felt bad, you know, that it didn't work out with your dad or something. she still was trying to give some type of like positive, like well, if you like them and I like them, then like maybe everything is, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if everybody's happy now, that everything is good. But
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she—that that, could have been the reason. I've never really asked why. I mean, my mom has said on multiple occasions, "She's like, oh, I want you to like him and stuff." I was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's never done anything wrong to me, so I have no reason <laughs> to hate him. Right. Uh-huh. You know. But as far as like. Wanted to hang out with them, or you know, wanted to hang out with my dad's significant other. Like, no, I don't have any desire to do that, you know. So, but just so like you you telling him
1: like his energy goes to make your mom happy. You don't got to worry about making me happy if she's happy. I'm good.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. You know, going back to all the emotional roller coasters that time, I don't think I ever. When when my dad left to go to Texas the first time, that was the first time I can remember that I saw him cry. I remember I was leaving He said he had to leave for Texas. Um, whatever day it was, it was the middle of the week. I had to leave for work, and I was still working at the outpatient place in uh, Valpo. And I remember I was all ready. I was about to leave. I was like, "All right, Dad, I'm taking off." And uh, I couldn't even I couldn't even walk in the room right away because it was the first time my dad had 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 to leave, leave since he uh, left me, my brother and my mom to stay with my grandparents who I'm with now when we were like one years old to like seven years old. Cause he didn't want us to travel all over the place and jump around and stuff. So that, it, that was different. I wasn't old enough to understand, mm-hmm. but even at that age at like 20 and my dad left, cause there was that feeling like, damn it, he, he might not come back. You know, he like, I don't even know when I'm going to see him again. You know, my mom is close to her brother, close to her her mom, and they live in other states. And when she left the Philippines to come here, like, double-digit years went by before they ever saw each other again. And it was like, am I going to be that way with my dad or whatever? And, uh, yeah, I remember he gave me, like, one of the biggest hugs. I I cried. He cried. You know, I cried when he came back the first time. And it was – I mean, it's crazy, man. It's just – Yeah, I'm talking about it now, and just getting like teary-eyed, like thinking about it.
1: Yeah, bro, seeing that like dad cries dude. I've only seen my dad cry maybe once or twice. Even like even outside of like your dad, seeing just like a strong dude cry Mm -hmm. can make you cry. You don't even know what's going on, but you see, or you know, you have nothing like no emotions attached. Maybe you're there a little bit, but honestly. if, you know, being near you, if you start crying, like, you're a strong dude to me. You've always been composed. Like, that shit would make me want to cry. Yeah. You know I mean? like, it's, it's weird seeing, like, strong men cry. It, like, does something. Now, maybe not to everybody, but to me, you know, I see some strong dudes crying, like, or tear up, man. Uh, maybe I won't cry, but I'm like, damn. Yeah, I,
0: mean, I will. I am I, I feeling will, this way? Yeah, I will 100% tear up, dude. I just, I get emotional, bro. Like, especially if it's a close homie, and I, it's like. If you're a certain type of person, anybody listening to this, you know, even if you don't know them, when you see tears, like you can see the pain, it like hurts you because you're like, damn, I I wish I could take this pain away from this person because it looks like it hurts so much. Whatever rocked them is either hitting them so hard right now or they've been holding it in for so long that it finally just came out and you just wish you could do something. And the best you can do is kind of, you know, uh, be empathetic you know console them you cry with them it, it's like that you feel like that's the best thing you can do and i feel like that's just the those are the best type of people the the ones that can just feel your pain and they're like listen man if whatever you got to say just get it out i'll just fucking listen i gotta say a word just just listen so
1: yeah shit we've been there with each other and that shit i mean it does like obviously you talk to your bro about something that you're holding in dude it does feel better you know so it's always good to have those type of people that you could reach out to you know maybe sooner than by the time you end up doing it but Mm -hmm.
0: yeah no i i agree and in no way am i trying to like give advice or whatever about like how people should take in certain information or how they should you know react or handle their anxiety or their depression, you know, I know some people, they have therapists that they go talk to others. They feel like they can handle it on their own, whatever method they feel like is best. Like, that's fine. Like all I can do is just speak on my experiences and how they've kind of made me feel and how they kind of shaped who I am right now and how I react to certain situations. Cause I get emotional when it's time, but for the most part, if I'm not with, with the guys or people I'm comfortable familiar with, I'm really good at just feeling out the room. Like if mm-hmm. I walk into an, a, a party or whatever, I don't even party like that anymore, nor did I really on the regular, like when I was younger. But if I'm going to a setting where I'm not familiar with a majority of the people, like I'll be quiet for the most part. You know, I won't be too loud. I'll kind of just survey the scene and that's kinda what makes me feel comfortable. You know, I don't like being put in positions to where I feel like I'm forced to talk. You know, even even now. You know, Caleb. I love Caleb, man. I mean, it's that's another brother to me, but he doesn't do it so much now. But before it was always like, Hey man, let's go to the bar or, or something like that. Like let's go meet somebody. Let's go meet girls or whatever. But like that pressure. I don't I don't like that feeling. I know they the saying like you make the most growth uh uh you make getting out of your comfort zone being uncomfortable positions helps you grow but i'm sorry that this doesn't i don't like the way that makes me feel you know because it's pressure on me and then it's like it feels like it's pressure on whoever it is i want to talk to because it's like oh i came up to you so you, you had probably feel like you're obligated to talk to me and then i start thinking about it back and forth you know yeah. so
1: yeah you like the like organic stuff nothing that's like that awkward bar forced scenario that
0: a lot yeah. of people do like, Hey, I came up to you cause clearly I thought you were physically attracted. So <laughs> it or attractive and I'm like trying to talk and it's like, it doesn't feel, it never felt natural to me. I just, I couldn't, I don't like it. You know, and I don't, I don't like the way it makes me feel. So yeah, that's just another one of those things where if I don't, if I'm not with it, I'm not vibing. I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to do it and That's the end of the story. I shouldn't have to give no other reason. So and Caleb's got really good about not pressing that issue no more. So,
1: <laughs> But another,
0: another thing that I was thinking about <clears throat> was a time where I felt like I wasn't doing very well handling my emotions was, was when Rico passed away. Like, I never had a close family member pass away. Even to this day, I really haven't. My, you know, rest of soul, my grandpa's younger brother passed away. he wasn't someone that I was super close with. That's more in the realm of my grandpa. But when Rico passed away and I got that phone call and I was just absolutely just devastated. All of us felt like shit was just ripped out of our chest. Cause the the man was about to get married in two months In two months. And we just, we saw this guy two weeks ago and I remember I'll never forget this day. It was Saturday. I had No, it was Sunday. I had flag football in Crown Point with a team that is just immortalized in my eyes. I loved playing with them. And I got a call from Brendan at 6 o'clock in the morning. I was like, what the hell is this? This guy never calls me at 6. He's not working nights. And he's like, hey, man. He's like, well, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. I'm just just getting up out of bed, dude. Are you good? It's like 6 a.m. And he's like, I don't really know how to tell you this, man, but Rico had passed away last night. And I was just like. I flew out of bed. I was like, what? And he's like, he, he passed away at the hospital. He suffered injuries from a motorcycle accident. He was, he was taken out and I just dropped down to the ground in the hallway and just cried. And, you know, my grandma was there. She's like, what's going on? What happened? And it's just, I, I didn't even know how to react. I've never lost a family member like that. I've never lost a close homie like that up until that point. And just, I didn't know what to do other than cry. I texted the team I was supposed to play football with. I'm like, listen, I, I can't do this right now. Like I just had a really, really close friend, like a brother to me pass away. I don't know what to do. I feel like all I can do is just sit here and just, just, just sit here, you know? And the next person I remember I had to tell was Demo. Cause we were all in that circle, me, Demo, Brendan and Rico. Like that was the circle at the time. And I, I couldn't call Demo. Like it was like seven in the morning. I drove straight to his house, went in the garage and everything. I knocking on his door and I knew he was sleeping. I was like, bro, you got to get up. You got to get up. And he's like, he's like, what, what, what happened? I was like, dude, Rico's gone. And you know, he, I mean, we both just cried. I mean, I just could not, the only people I felt comfortable around was that circle of friends that was part of, know, oh, the, the Demo, the the Brendan, Roberto, you know, all those guys that were super close to Rico, you know, and one of the things I feel bad about with that whole situation is my only other best friend out of all the guys outside of guys was Jessica. Well, you know, Jessica. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember I don't know if I told her if she found out another way. I think she found another way. And she was one of the first people to text me and was like, I'm so sorry if you need anything, like, just let me know. I'm here for you and blah, blah. And just, you know, thinking about it now, I just, I'm, I'm not happy with how I handled that whole situation because looking back on it now, I just felt like I was pushing her away. You know, everybody else was like, Hey, I'm here if I need you or if you if I if you need me, like if you need to talk or whatever, like, you know, I love you, bro. And all this other stuff. And Jessica was was there, you know, every every time she was willing to be there just to either hang out or talk. And I can remember some text messages where I was just like very bland and very unemotional and like standoffish. And I and I really wish at that time I, I would have. I, I wish I would have knew how to handle that whole situation better and quicker, because I, I never really got a chance to tell her that I, I appreciated greatly that she was there when I needed her the most, as well as everybody else. You know. Um, yeah,
1: well, I mean, shit. Pretty much, you live,
0: live and learn. I mean, nobody,
1: you know, knows how to, you know, react to that type of stuff. So. Yeah. I'm sure she knows now, obviously.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I hope she does. If, if she doesn't already, I mean, we have not talked in, in years and, and even at this point, I mean, it's, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be mad at myself because I didn't know how to handle it, but then I should be mad or upset because this is one of my best friends. Like, why, why are you talking to her or anybody in this manner? You know, it just shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if she doesn't know now, like, you know, just very much appreciative of you just being there at my time of need, even though you had, you know, more than enough on your plate. So, you know, I just had to get that out there at least. But
1: Shoot, throw her a text when we get out of here or something.
0: Yeah, throw her some type of message and I'll I'll see. I don't know, man.
1: See, so when we're talking about, like, man emotions, dude, I, I know that was, you know, you guys were a lot closer. Mm -hmm. to Rico than I was but yeah that also made it harder like hard for me to want to go you know obviously nobody likes to go to funerals but like Mm -hmm. I felt like weird like obviously we bowled together you know saying we were friends Mm -hmm. but like I felt even like I felt weird like all right you're hurting way more than I am yeah I shouldn't be here crying you know what I mean like I'm looking at you and Brendan and and we're all just hanging out there and like you know we're all hurting right but I was like, bro, they're way closer to him. Like, I shouldn't be a bitch right now. I need to be strong for them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was, like, eating me up. Like, bro, like, seeing everybody from, like, our high school there, like, people that were way cooler with them than I was. But, like, obviously sure. we are still cool. Like, and I'm like, and I'm, like, upset. Like, come on, man. Like, they should be the one crying at you. And that shit, you know.
0: It was like a mental battle with yourself. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, not supposed fuck, to feel bro. this way. I'm like, get hey,
1: together, dude. Like. <laughs> They knew him more than you. Stop acting like this. But some people just handle like that type of stuff better. I mean, I can go to like a stranger's funeral and I'm gonna want to cry. That's just just sad to me, and I can't hold together. And especially with somebody young like that, that shit was hard.
0: Oh, dude, it was. I mean, it rocked all of us. But I think that's more of a testament to just how you are as a person. Like people like me and you, you know, it doesn't. We don't have to interact with people like long if we've had a good handful of interactions you know you bowled with Rico long enough we got a chance to have we had so many so many good Friday nights (laughs) at Bowling Man just so many laughs that like I said we were all cut from the same cloth we laughed at the same shit we were interested in the same stuff we all had the same jokes like so that short amount of time it was it was irrelevant compared to how much time we were able to spend with Rico you know and on top of that you also took into account like I'm hurting because I know my closest boys are hurting, you know? So that's where I think a lot of the emotion came out for you. And like, you felt like parts of you felt like it was okay to cry. But then on on the flip side, you're like, well, I wasn't super close to him. Like these guys were, so I shouldn't be crying. But, you know, like I said, it doesn't take much for us to get closer attached to people because, you know, our base is, loving caring we're empathetic you know we're just those type of people
1: yeah man we haters we want to see everybody that we knew you know like Mm -hmm. you said i can have like a one class with somebody from high school if they were cool with me and i was cool with them like to this day i hope they're doing well Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know even that's why i mean that's why we always if i'm in town i always go to caleb's shop that's my bro he's doing something you know for himself i want to support that's why Since high school, I've gone to Miguel for haircuts, whether he was at his, you know, when he was going from shop to shop or then he opened his own shop. Like, that's my guys, you know what I'm saying? I always want to see everybody know succeed. So, I get what you're saying, man. Like, it didn't take long for you to, like, care about somebody.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, and to go along with the whole people we went to school with, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I'll see a random from high school. And I probably wasn't maybe the closest to him, but... I was one that flew under the radar. I was pretty low key, but if you were cool with me, I was cool with you. And I, I basically wanted to talk to everybody. So seeing people now flourish and do really well, like genuinely, I feel happy for them. Like, cause I'm not trying to compete against you. Like I'm trying to do my own thing. And so when I hear that you're doing well, I'm like, man, my like, congratulations, man. Like, even though I'm not really involved in all that stuff, because we're not super close, I'm still glad for your sake, because you don't want to see anybody at their lowest, uh, you yeah. know? My so there's even, thing.
1: like, people that I'm not even – I wasn't even friends with in high school that mm-hmm. were just having to be friends with on Facebook. And then I see them, they're posting their families or, like, they're doing good stuff. I'm just, like, from a distance, like, you know, silent, you know, supporter. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, good, man. I'm glad. Yeah, you're clapping it up for good. Yeah.
0: That was, like, one thing – It was, you know, it was probably, like, my downfall – or maybe like a flaw I would say at a high school was I think all of us felt like we wanted our boys to prosper. Like we wanted our, what would make you happy? It makes me happy to see all my boys happy and Mm -hmm. to, to do their thing and to succeed. And I feel like for me, I had to succeed late because I kept putting everybody else before me. And at the time I'm glad I did and I'm thankful I'm at this point now to where I, I, I was still able to accomplish what I wanted to as far as a career. And that's thanks to my parents. That's thanks to my grandparents, all my close friends, you know, the study buddies that I had, you know, without my mom and dad keeping me disciplined on treating like school is first. You know, if you want to do what you want to do and it requires you to go to school, you need to buckle down and do this now. And when that whole shit was going down with the family separating and us losing the house, my, my grandma was the first one to get a hold of me and my brother and say, you can come live with us. You don't have to pay nothing. You can come live with us. You can continue to go to school and stuff like that. And if, if that wasn't bestowed upon us, I, I would not have been able to finish. I have no idea what the hell I'd be doing right now because school was not easy. I had, I had good study partners, but I can only imagine what life outside of school would have been like every time I would have came home because my mom, she will ask for help for some things. And I don't know if I would have been able to handle it at that time. You know, you know, me and my mom, I think at that age, around 20 to 23 was would butt heads you know, more times than not, you know, and, you know, my grandparents, I'm forever thankful. You know, they, they definitely, I mean, they deserve everything they have. The when real MVP. Them, the, the real MVPs. Real MVPs. You know, even now, they're saying that they're going to move. They're like, if you want to, you can come down with us to Kentucky. You, I mean, you can get your license, excuse me, if, uh, if you want to practice down there. I'm just like, no, like, I just, you know, I think this is time. Like, I, I've grown, but I have not grown in a part of life that requires you to, like, not, not live. I'm not living off them, but it's like I've never had to worry about not paying rent. I've never had, not had to worry about where my next meal was coming from. Not that I couldn't afford my own meals, but my grandma, ever since I was little, has always cooked dinner every day at like two, three o'clock every day. So I knew I was eating at least once. So I told him, I appreciate the offer. I don't have a desire to live in Kentucky. It's not that much more glamorous in Indiana. <laughs> like you guys deserve to have your home back where it's just you guys, you know? And my aunt even offered like, hey, do you, you know, you can stay with us. My, my grandma told me that my aunt offered the doors open for them because they have a big house and several extra rooms. I'm like, no, I, I can't. You know, I got, I I feel like I'll just continue to get comfortable. I got, I got to leave, you know, I was going to leave regardless, but now it's, it's even more imperative that I just go. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that, that like, uh, that maturity in you though, that's like, you know, when your parents split, you know, it took you maybe not as fast as now, but it took you a little bit to be like, all right, as long as they're happy. But with your grandparents, like we're moving.
0: It's like, ah, damn, like I'm
1: upset, but I want you guys to do what's best for you and I'll be all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just comes with the age thing. It's like, all right, bro, you're going to be 29 this month. You'll be 30 next year. It's like, all right, what are we doing? You know, me, I'm at that place now where I'm, I'm happy just going to work, going to the gym, taking good care of myself as best I can. Um, all my closest friends got families, they got kids, they're married. A lot of them don't even live here no more. I mean, Brendan and Roberto still live here, but, you know, they they had their jobs. They got their family time that they have to do. So I, I'm happy for them, even if I don't get a chance to see them a lot. You know, I mean, the amount of time or lack of time that I get to spend with them, it doesn't diminish like the amount of love i have for all of them or how much i care for them it's just yeah. it's just not the same no more so it it will not change even after I leave to go to texas that's for damn sure you know i will still be texting them i'll call them it's just
1: we still dropping in verdansk
0: we're still dropping in verdansk catch us on call of duty or maybe a new game in a couple months yeah yeah i mean
1: that's the beauty in in our generation of video games is we might not see each other but we still interact daily if we can
0: it's crazy because it's like when the whole pandemic thing happened and no one was really leaving houses and stuff like that it's like as funny as it sounds and you know either old heads or people that aren't in the video games but it's just a video game but i'm not playing with randos we're not playing with randos like i'm playing with you someone i've grown up with since sixth grade your brother someone i've known probably just as long You know, and we're playing with your brother's friends, which I am thankful that I've been able to meet Peeves, Dom, Zach, Robo, Freddie, like all those guys.
1: Yeah, shout out to them. They're like our boys now, too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like I would I would love to hang out with those guys. They you want to talk about like your mental health as far as being cooped up in the house and you weren't really able to go nowhere. Like I was doing like everybody else. I was doing my gym workouts outside at home and. To hop on a computer and play a game we all enjoyed with people that we knew and were comfortable with and had the same laughs. Mm-hmm. We had the same conversations. Like, I don't think a lot of people could say that they had that opportunity when shit was shut down. So, you know, I it, it's great, man. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. happy with where everything is at. The only part, like I said, even now that gets me sad is like, okay, when I'm gone... There is nothing else to come back here to. My my aunt and my cousins still live here. And, of course, I love them. And I would visit them if I ever came back into town. And any close homies that were still living around Ports, I would visit them if I got the chance. But the mom and dad spot and the grandparents spot, to show them, hey, this is where I grew up or this is where grandma and grandpa lived or great-grandma and grandpa lived, it's like, that part still hurts.
1: Yeah. So what do you, like – You know, since you talked about, like, what's put you down and everything now, like, when you're feeling anxious or, like, depressed, how do you get yourself out of it? And you just kind of just live in it and just keep pushing through, like, the things you want to do, like, gym,
0: work, and, you know, day by day, it just
1: gets a little less and less?
0: I I think so, because Thursday, like I said, I've never um, had an anxiety attack in terms of, like, Oh, it, was, it just was hard to breathe out of nowhere. Spaces were closing in. And I apologize to anybody that really goes through that stuff because I, I don't know all the symptoms that encompass that. I've only had times where like out of nowhere, if I think about it or if someone asks, are you okay? I will just, I will cry on the spot. Yeah. Like I will, I will get emotional because I will think about it so heavy. And it's like it, the the thought won't stop. It's like on a thousand Yeah, and I'll just live in it. You know, I, cause I've never been one to where like, I want to kill myself, you know, or like, nah, man, I don't want to eat or any of that. It's just like, I will feel like I'm in this emotional state and I feel like my heart rate is just going crazy. So when I was at bowling, the only thing I knew to do was, I mean, I was bowling like shit the first game. Everybody saw it, and everyone's like, "Bro, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are you good?" And I finally had to tell him, "I'm like, no, I, I don't feel good, man. Like, I don't. I, I like you guys, but I don't even know if I want to be here." And thankfully, you know, one of the guys I was able to get close with, he's—he's um, he's not really like a father figure, but he reminds me a lot of my dad. Like, he was able to kind of. Talk with me, and and same thing with his wife, and was like, hey, listen, like you know, we've we've gone through the same stuff, and you know, I asked them how they go through it, and they say they just, you know, they give the their generation's answers. So we just we just deal with it, we just yeah. deal, Like it doesn't really help. Like, okay, what the what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so appreciate I just tell them, like, yeah, I just tell them like, okay, like all right, appreciate it, man. <laughs> a whole lot better, man. It's like, but yeah, I just. I feel like wherever I'm at, as long as one person knows that I'm close with, that I can confide into, and they know about it, I just feel like, okay, now I can relax. Get that breath, that weight off. And as the days go by, it seems to become less and less, but I know as this date comes closer, when it's time to start packing the shit, and my grandma's like, okay, we finally sold the house, and we, you know – Uh, we found a place in Kentucky. I'm hoping by that time, like I have already jumped ship and left for Texas and found something on my own. And even when that time comes, I'll be emotional because I'll be leaving, leaving. It'll be that thought of like, am I ever going to see you guys again? Like what's, what's going to happen, you know? And for people that have grown up faster, whether they left the house when they were 18, went to the military or, they went to college away for college all four years, so they're used to living on their own. You know, they maybe not everyone that listens to this can fully understand what that feeling feels like. Be you know whether they handled it better than I did, or they just can't relate. You know, so anyone hearing this, they're like, well, that's not a big deal. Like, like leaving leaving your home or whatever and stuff like that. Like, I feel like very few people can say like that's easy. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't,
1: and I, when I moved, I didn't move too far, but I was still, I mean, I still felt, you know, obviously super anxious and nervous to, like, be on my own finally, mm-hmm. you know, but it still wasn't like, yeah, I was excited, but yeah, there's all types of emotions, but I, even then, I didn't go far, I'm an hour and a half away. Yeah. Uh, so I could always come back, you know, whenever, you know, I want to visit and everything like that, and I was still anxious to, to move out
0: yeah it's levels because with you even being like an hour and a half away it's like now you put it in your mind like i'm only this far away they're like right there but yeah. compare that to somebody that left or that moved away and they're like five six seven states away yeah or it's not as easy to just jump in the car the same day and get there to your family the same day yeah and it's just weird you know? when those that like
1: your day-to-day housing dynamic change even when my like when i was younger my brother went away to college he went like an hour away i remember that first night after we moved him in, we came back home. Mm. And I was just sad and I cried. I was just sitting in the basement. I was like playing video games. So I just cried. I was like, man, he's gone. He was here every day. Even then, yeah. he wasn't even there every day because he still went, when we lived in Portage, he still went to school in Hammond. So I didn't see him most of the week mm. or like he'd be home a few days of the week, but he stayed with my grandparents a lot. Um, but still, it was just like, it changed. Like things changed. Head, it's weird.
0: Yeah. In your head, you knew like, okay, Hammond's only right there. And it's like, You had this feeling, okay, he's coming back. Like, you knew he was coming back. So, that's, like, the same way I felt with my dad. I'm like, my dad's gonna come visit one of these days, whether it be Christmas or Thanksgiving, something, but it was the feeling of not knowing when, when you've been around people almost your whole life.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so, I dude, I'll tell you what, I was, like, super, super jittery, like, even, like, trying to, like, talk about this stuff in the beginning or even like leading up to it, you know, I felt it felt like it was on Thursday. Like I was just like, could not control my hands from shaking. I felt like a tear could pop out at any moment, you know, but like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, like just getting this out now, it's like, it's super relieving. I, I feel like maybe I, I overreacted. I, I don't know, but I think mm, about...
1: Sorry, so even if you did, that's fine.
0: Yeah. I I think what helps too is I the things that I worry about, <clears throat> I can kind of counterbalance that. And I'm like, okay, what are, what are the good things that uh, override the things that I'm worried about going wrong? So my grandparents leaving, they're going to move into a place that's not as big, that they don't have to work so hard to take care of. And they're going to be close to... My uncle with a lot of help. So that that takes care of that. Okay, what about me? All right. Well, potentially where I want to go, even though I have to leave, I have so many years of experience and I have a license in a state that I have a desire to go to. So, okay, I've taken care of that Um, and I could potentially be closer to my dad. So, I mean, that would be a plus. But then the drawback would be uh, I'd be leaving my mom behind. My mom would be here by herself because my brother lives in Iowa so I know that would be hard because my mom's just as emotional when I tell her goodbye she's gonna start with the waterworks <laughs> and I'm gonna start crying
1: yeah so same as Christ though.
0: yeah it's tough man it's just I mean, anybody crying bro I'm I'm shedding a tear with you yeah. so that's no, go
1: And ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I'm glad you're feeling better after talking about it I was anxious for you. Like, damn, I wonder what's going on. But, you know, you know, we're always here for you no matter what. So
0: for sure. I know I got one of the best support systems from from the friends, the people I can call my brothers, family, all that stuff. Even my mom, she was like, when probably when I was like a preteen, she just gets so mad because she would say, you you care about your friends more than you care about your own family. And (laughs) And fast forward to all these years, you think about it. who was I around the most? Who got to see the true me almost every day at school or at sports or just us hanging out? It was my friends. So naturally, I, I developed a closer relationship with them than I did with my own family. And I, it dude, it took me a long time to like not feel bad about that because there's so much power and meaning in the word family that it's like you know you felt bad because you weren't close with them and i'm like should i be but i'm like no who who was who was there for me and who was i with almost 24/7 growing up that shaped me into the person i am today besides my parents was my friends that i'm still very very close with today so when my mom made that statement <clears throat> statement uh so many years ago i mean it, it holds up it holds up should <laughs> we have it said Yeah, I mean, she's, those were facts. So, and I don't feel bad about it at all now. So, but I, this is definitely going to be a a two-parter. Yeah. The whole mental health slash depression episode. Because I I know you've already done uh, a talk for yourself that you were featured on with one of your boys. So Mm -hmm. I definitely want you to have the opportunity to express all the things that you've been going through because I know a lot of people have not heard it so yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, i to come through with that that oh yeah for sure so I don't I don't have anything else to kind of address on my end as far as that topic goes man do you have anything else on your mind anything that you want to ask me that I didn't express clearly
1: no man I'm just glad that after we've talked you're feeling a little better
0: Absolutely, man. I, I appreciate it, bro. And I hope anybody that's listening can if they do feel like alone or if they feel like they're the only ones that feel a certain way and they're struggling with why am I feeling like this or should I feel like this? Um I listened to like one of my one of my favorite a day to remember songs today at the gym. And I haven't heard it in a long time. And one of my favorite verses at the end of the song was, I reserve my right to feel uncomfortable and I reserve my right to feel afraid. So that's exactly how you should feel. Like when you're happy, you're happy. And you let everybody know that you're having a good time. And when you're sad or you're going through some shit, like you let somebody know and you tell yourself that it's okay to feel like that. And It's up to you to figure out if you feel like you need to go talk to somebody, whether it be professional help or whoever you need to talk, feel like you need to talk to at the time, you know, to get yourself out of that rut or to figure out how to cope with those things that trigger your anxiety or depression and stuff, because I'm not an expert. I'm only just giving you my insight and Dan will be giving his next episode as well. So if you guys haven't already Followed our Instagram, no script underscore podcast. Dan's also made a Facebook. It's just no script podcast. And then a TikTok. Uh, a tick
1: Let's go.
0: So Let is, it just, up. is it just no script podcast or did
1: is there uh, any... I had to finesse it a little bit, so it's it's no underscript. No undersc- underscore script underscore podcast.
0: Okay. All right. So undersc- underscore between each
1: Yeah, yeah, to finesse it up a little bit.
0: So, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Be tuned in for the next episode where Dan goes into his part of anxiety and depression. This has been the No Script Podcast. We out.
1: Still screaming. Still screaming.